Does that say Uber? Cuber? It says Uber. What the f*** are you talking about? Alright, welcome back to After a Few Podcast, episode 33. We are going to recap the week one of NFL uh, we have a special guest on tonight, Tony Gerdeman. He is the senior writer at Ozone.net, covering the Buckeyes all the time. He's a great guy. Um, going to be a good interview, so stick with us. How ridiculous. Is this guy serious right now? A little incoherent. What's happening? Throwing bangers out. OH! Here we go. We are proud to have partnered with Minuteman Tickets, 99.7 The Blitz, and Triple Play Sports Cards for the 2018 Minuteman Pick'em Contest. The Minuteman Pick'em is a free-to-enter football pick'em competition. It's really easy. Go sign up at www.minutemanpick'em.com and pick the winners of the games each week throughout the season. If you place in the top 10 of all pickers for that week, you earn a point. And the most points wins the grand prize, which is a pair of tickets to the Big Ten Championship game. Sign up by Saturday, September 1st at 11.55 to enter week one. And even starting late is fine. Just be in the top ten each week to get a point. Weekly winners are also chosen and will receive gift cards, autographed items, and apparel. The competition will last the entirety of the college football season. So go sign up now to compete at www.minutemanpick'em.com. All right, before we uh, start this episode, I want to give a big congratulations to my sister and Hayden on their uh, wedding. What a time. Too much alcohol. We were feeling a little rough. Thanks, everybody. It was... Hold up, hold up, Barry. All right. Speaking of the too much alcohol... Okay. I feel like, you know, we're kind of recovered now. Okay. I, think, I feel like it's... a it, good time. It took that long. It to did get take that long to recover, but I feel like it's a good time to bring in our new segment. Okay, I All like right. that. So, so uh, we've decided we're going to try a new beer every week. Here, we're going to try to uh, broaden Barry's uh, horizons on beer. Yeah, yeah, good luck with that. Outside so, of Bush Light and uh, Budweiser. No, uh, no, time out. I thought about this earlier. Wait, I Bumbleberry. There, no, oh, yeah. there are three. There are three craft beers that I can say that I've ever seen him drink. Okay, ever. Bumbleberries one, yep. Kona Longboard, yep, yep, and Hyphavisen. Any kind of Hyphavisen. Any any Hyphavisen. Yeah. So, so that's more than three. I mean, just if <laughs> but, if but. we're going on any Hyphavisen, <laughs> just FYI. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so Scotty K picked out the beer today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and tell them what we got here, Scott? Yeah, we're going with uh, Rheingeist beer today. It's their Franz Oktoberfest beer, made right here in Ohio and Cincinnati. Um, and it is uber German, apparently, according to the, uh, the back of the beer here. Uh, uh so, uh, I know Justin has actually already had, uh, had this beer I've a few been, times. Uh, He's like a Franz professional. I've been sold on this beer I mean, since 2014, okay. I think, straight it's, when I went to the... Hang on, I gotta... There we go. Yeah, Can right from that? when I, uh, went to the Rheingeist Brewery itself, so... It's dry. It's dry. Like, it makes my mouth dry. Like, I need, like, water after it. It's not dry. But then this is... Here's the problem. Drink an IPA. Drink a really dry IPA. See how you feel about that. This is actually pretty good. 
So it ta- it has an orange label, so I feel like it Oktoberfest, right? Okay. Thank right. you. I didn't know where you're trying to go with this. But. I, so I mean it does taste <laughs> I a thought little like they should have a citrus flavor Jesus or something. Christ, yeah. I mean, I'm going to pat I would never order this at a restaurant. You'd never order this, huh? I yeah. I think I th- I think uh we're I mean, going to just be on a it. mission to find a beer that Aaron likes. That's fine. That's like, like we can put this in there every week and I'll try a different beer. <laughs> well, we get to drink. Dude, don't be afraid to uh, you know, DM us with some ideas and uh That's know, a great idea, money. We'll, we'll pull them out here and I, I do like that. Yeah, we'll, suggestions uh, on uh, on beer for the week. We'll take those. Send us a DM on Twitter. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Oktoberfest. It gets, I'm a, a fan. it gets a yay from money. It gets a no for me. It gets a it gets a yay for me. It's a little uh, like compared to like a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. It's a little lighter. It's not quite as it's heavy. Not, it's yep. It is. It makes light. me want to burp. It, well, <laughs> beer tent. <laughs> it just makes me want to burp. That's it. All like, right, Bart. Yeah, Settle oh, down beer tends there. to do that to you. All right, so yeah, thanks, uh, thanks Scott. Yeah, thanks, thank, Scott. thanks to me for <laughs> picking up the beer of the week. <laughs> um, all right, so now we got to talk about uh, NFL Week One. Uh, a few things I want to highlight here. Um, first of all, let's talk about uh, John Gruden, Khalil Mack. Yeah, I mean, just like kind of watching that game, you heard. Chris Collinsworth kind of comment on it. I think it was at the close to the end of the third quarter. He said he talked to Khalil Mack and was like, Hey, you know, if Gruden would have called you and said, Hey, you're our guy, no way in the world we're letting you go. You're the best player we have. Would that have made a difference? And Khalil Mack said, Yeah, it would have. He probably would have stayed with the Raiders. Ain't buying it. Here's you ain't why. buying that? Here's why I am not buying it yet. He didn't want to play for John Gruden. John Gruden, how. <laughs> He's a dick, dude. You know? Can you imagine playing for him? Why would you want to do that? He, I mean, he wanted to get out there. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid at some point. The dude is nasty. The yeah, good, he's going to get paid. Dude was a game but, changer. I mean, I understand he's going to get paid, but I, was, I mean, I, I do, I do kind of agree with Gruden though. Um, he was quoted as saying, you know, like what he said. He didn't want to be there, obviously. Like, yeah, I don't know, but, but but you can't just give like. He was under contract. Okay, so he should have showed up for OTAs. He never showed up for training camp. So, so speaking of that, like, where is Le'Veon Bell? Right. But compare these two situations. Okay. So which one? Which one is a worse situation? Which one is a worse situation? Mm-hmm. They well, trade him, or they keep him unhappy on your team. Uh, you keep them unhappy on your team. I think exactly. So why did they trade him? I at that point, Cap I think room. See, boom. I mean, at, boom. I understand that, but like at some point, like it, it makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, but as far as cap room goes, how are you getting any more cap room versus with Khalil versus Le'Veon being Le'Veon under franchise tag? Yeah. Well, was Le'Veon was can't Khalil under franchise tag? No, did they no. franchise tag him? No. no, but if they were, they were. I think it was going to go that way, right? Like if they were, it gonna, was too early. They hadn't tagged him yet. You I know? mean, you look at speaking of Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he's. He's losing $855,000 a game right now. I'm glad that other guy went off. I'm glad. You don't Connor. show up. You don't show up, and that guy goes off. And good for and, him, man. You gave that other guy a yeah. chance. He might actually make it in the league now because, but you know what? He has like. He might just show him, oh, we, don't, and we might not even need Lady. He, he went to Pittsburgh College. So being in Pittsburgh, you know, I think he has even more to play for. Kind of for. a hometown guy. Right. Yeah. He, you know, he's seen everything. But, dude. Screw Le'Veon Bell, man. Yeah, and I mean, I'm what, a Steelers homer, all I right? Mean, yeah, what's he doing? Screw him. Because, listen, I take him number one overall. Or, not overall. I, I, Here the, we go with sec- this. 
Yeah, but still. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know. And, and he I'm don't care about homer. your fantasy team. I understand that. And like I said, I'm a Steelers homer. So, all right, let's look at this. He has, if he wants to get paid at all this season, he has to show up by week eight. The Steelers can basically bench him for two weeks. Come right. in week 10, do the, does Tomlin play it? No. Yeah. Yes. The exact same reason why they're keeping him, why they franchise tagged him. They want him. They need him on the team. No, that's where you're wrong because Connor showed that he can step up. He's hungry to play, and he had a good performance week one. By week 10, that would be so disruptive to a team that should be gelled by that point and should be a final machine. Yeah. Like, you just, you don't need that head noise. Here's why. Like, you either find a way to get rid of him or you bench him. That's terrible. You play Conley, he keeps playing like that. It's Connor. Whatever. I don't even care. You play him, he gets you 120 yards and whatever the heck else he did. What do you mean he doesn't care? You don't care what his last name is. He was, like, top running back. He's not on my fantasy team. I don't care. Well, he's on mine. Nobody cares about your fantasy team either. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's why we're not talking about it. But, no, I I hate Le'Veon. Like, I, I just... Yeah, but the situations are basically the, the flip flop. I, I understand the business side behind it, yeah. but as a person that's grown up playing sports team game, I hate it. I hate it too. Right. But, well, that's. I mean, that's the difference, and it's like you know, go out there and do your job. Yeah, I guess I'm not making but, millions. Anyway, speaking of uh, the Steelers, uh, let's talk about uh, something I'm kind of excited to talk about this episode: the the Brown Steelers game last week. <sighs> I mean, what's there to talk about? Six turnovers and. I'm sorry, but you can't win the game. Oh, okay. Like, I, I 100% agree six, with you. Steelers have six turnovers. You can't win the game. Now, well, and here's the thing: the Browns didn't deserve to win that game. The Steelers deserved to lose that game. Correct. That's my take on it. Because yeah. we because we didn't play great. Like fourth quarter, yeah, we made a we made a run at it and took it to overtime and everything. But up until then, we played good defense for the most part. You know, our DBs yeah. were good. Twenty-one-seven. Uh, speaking of DBs, Denzel Ward, what, two picks in his first game? Two picks, yeah. Yeah, but he also did get burned by A.B. I mean... It's A.B., though. It's A.B. It's arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Are you going to hate on I'm not Denzel Ward? Hate on what, happened, what happened to Denzel Ward the first game against Listen Indiana? We hit on that last week. Listen I mean, to me. The Steelers played so bad, and they tied. Chill. I understand that, but... No, we're not talking about the that. The fridges about have Ward. still not been opened, so we're just going to wait. Listen... I'm telling you what, the Browns played better than I expected. Yeah. I mean, I expected them to lose by like a couple touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But they played good, like well enough to show me. I mean, they have a three-back system. I, I think any, Chubb played well. Chubb had a big run. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, yeah. But here's the thing. Now you play New Orleans, who just lost to the Bucks and right. scored like 150 points. Right. And they're going to be pissed. Mm-hmm. And it's at the Superdome. Um I don't like the chances there, seriously. And then, and, and then week two factor in all the offside penalty, false start penalties the Browns have. They're going to be playing. They got to clean it dome. up. I think, like, honest to God, I think Hugh needs to. I hate saying it because, like, I like giving coaches like three to four years. But dude, seriously, give them time. You know, it's been one week. It's been one game. We've got an entirely new team. Let's just wait and see. It what just happens like makes me that's, mad, that's like how. Point. How like optimistic the fans are, like how diehard the fans are. Like you see Ty Hollis come in here, and it, and it's, and you're just like, dude, what is going on? But it's like these guys are real, and they want a win, and it's just it's frustrating for me because try being a try being a Browns fan for 28. years. It's frustrating for me, and I'm not a Browns fan. Isn't that the worst part? Yeah. But, but talking about Ty Hollis still, so 
the funniest thing I seen this weekend was when Deshaun Kaiser trots onto the field. Oh my back. gosh! <laughs> I just like I could just see Ty Hollis just like laughing, and then no, he doesn't first... watch anything but Browns. Oh, games. you're right. That's but... that's right. He wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> but that first turnover, two series, two two turnovers. Dude, Khalil Mack literally stole the, the ball, ball right out, out of his hands. hands. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, what? But it's like uh, Maurice Claret in the 2002 oh, national yeah. championship. <laughs> but no. speaking of Packers, Rodgers comes back in, saves the day. Dude, I, I don't think I've ever seen a guy get carted off the field. He got carted off he the field. He didn't get carted off the field. He walked off the field and got carted to the locker room. Okay, he got carted to the locker difference. room. Whoop-de-doo. But <laughs> that that looked like it hurt. He comes, he comes back out the second half. It still looks like he's hurt. And then... Comes back, wins the game, and then his press conference interview. We need I, to it was cue, before his press conference. It we was, need to cue that up. The interview on the field. The interview on the field. Yeah, dude looked like he was. He smoked was, a couple beezies. That with, guy. That guy was on something to come back and play that game. Oh yeah, and you could see it, but yeah, because I watched the on the field, uh, whatever. Yeah, interview on the field interview. Then I watched the actual press conference, and there was. A good, you know, degree of difference in between those. Was he on something? He says he want he wasn't. Obviously, you're going to deny it, but dude, I'm not. They gave him a probably gave him a pain shot. Said go out there. Yeah, he said no. He didn't take anything. He said he said after on the field, he's like, I ain't uh, buying that. She, uh, what's her face? Asked them. So you going to play next week? He's like, Yeah, ain't no doubt. I'm playing exactly. Then in the press conference, post game press conference, he's like. Yeah, we're gonna run some more tests and see what happens, and maybe I'll be back out. <laughs> well, there, I mean, you know? that's that's what that's what those doctors are paid to do, right? Get these guys back on the field to, right. to play, and I mean, it's it's a business again. But I, I also have a theory. I I honest to God at this point think that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady have both been genetically engineered by scientists. Dude, like they know, just go in. I and think they, they might just get androids. like rewired, and then it's Something. like they're back. Yeah, dude, the create. The first pass he made, okay, so the first touchdown he pa- pass he made to the right side of the end zone, that was when they they brought it back to twenty to ten, and I'm like, oh, here we go, they could do something here, uh, or they they brought it back, and then when Cobb caught that ball and just took off, I'm like, are you serious? And it, at that point, I needed to go to bed. <laughs> right. But, oh my gosh, yeah, a Rod, what a man, and that guy's amazing. But dude, the Bears defensive line. Nasty. Bears I mean, are bad. The Bears' I defense scared. is for real. And Trubisky came out playing well, dude. Yeah. Bo- they both got... sides of like, who were these Bears? You yeah, want to talk right. about the most surprising team? I think Week One. I agree. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Trubisky they got speed though. You know, yeah. they got that Cohen dude. Dude, Cohen they and Howard, Howard, the one-two punch, and they got t- that Gabriel Gay. They got from, Allen uh, Robinson. They got a yeah. squad. You yeah. better low, low key as long look as out. like yeah, as long as I think Trubisky can like stay. Somewhat, you know, in the I agree zone, with that. So. They're in a right. tough division, though. and it's they got to be as long as they can keep him protected, the give him decent protection. Then, oh yeah, they know, got the fight. They ain't in that division. Yeah. But Never I mean, mind. yeah, you're right. Their backfield is reminiscent of um, a lot of the like. That's the new thing in the NFL now. Like you've got a two, three man backfield. Like you've got usually your bell cow guy, you know, your early down guy, maybe your goal line guy, or you've got a situation like New Orleans where you've got uh, Camara. Who's you know a pass outlet, but he's quick. You know, same kind of situation there. And uh, Mark Ingram, who's on suspension right now, but when they got him, he's their goal line back for the most part, unless Kamara breaks one. Like 
Um, let's talk about that in the context of, of, of fantasy real quick. Let's switch gears in that. How frustrating is that from a fantasy perspective? And who do you go with in those types of situations, like in a Kamara Ingram once he comes back? or like PPR. You play Cohen? both. If you have both, I mean, Ingram's out on uh, suspension. No, 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 no. Dude, last not, year not that Ingram one, first, pl- not first week, maybe not first week, but at some point you play him. If I've you can seen get that, both of them, I've seen that, but I don't like that. Last year in was, PPR, in PPR, I'm and Why if not? I have a better, if I, if I'm in PPR and I have both of those guys, I'm playing my better catching running back over Mark Ingram any right. day. But okay, I mean, in just a flex, because in a flex position. No, I'm playing in my second running back. Then I'm okay. The I'm saying like well, in a flex, depends on the in a flex position. Too. Yeah, you're right. I'm just saying you wouldn't play Ingram in a flex position with Kamara in. I wouldn't. I don't think I would even attempt to have both on my team because hmm. that would just frustrate me. Well, and let's talk about like uh, the Philly situation. Like, who do you take there? Like, obviously, Ajayi last week ended up with two touchdowns, but until then, he had a very mediocre performance. Rolls was the workhorse in that game. No bullcrap, dude. You got to go with Ajayi because he's well, going to get the touches. Well, yeah. obviously, you're going with Ajayi because he's getting the touches. Anybody at, that's down getting towards anybody that's getting first line. first team run, they're they have to start over the other guy yeah. unless it's like a Garrett Blunt situation where it's like right. That's all Ajayi Bring is. Bring him in on the one. That's yeah, what Ajayi did in, this last game for the most part. That's though. true. But, that's what Ajayi did. Sproles ran basically everything up front, or you know. Yeah. Coming down to yeah, the rest. It was a good week. A I mean, it was too, a good but, week. There yeah. really wasn't like a crazy amount of great games. So there top, was some blowouts. The Bills got murdered. Uh, that wasn't even close. Top five guys this week. Top five fantasy performances then. So you got, I would say, Kamara. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Drew James Brees. Connor, Drew Brees. And remember when we couldn't Connor. think of the uh, Buccaneers quarterback, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when I said that? The oh Lorax. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That boy, listen to Some, me. Somebody terrible is, you I want, believe, what you said last yeah. episode. And this is why I think he is crazy. And I, or this is why I think he's like still relevant in the league, because he is crazy, doesn't care. That guy, if you wanted one guy on your team to take a hit and get right back up, that's my guy. Yeah. All day that. long. That guy has taken more shots. And got he, back. He looks up. like a guy that would just go out and get in a bar fight just for fun. He you know? is yeah. like he could be like all time quarterback he, for a he longest yard. Me, um, <laughs> pros versus the or the cons versus the <laughs> guards. Seriously, yeah. But yeah, you got Tyreek Hill in there. Michael Thomas had a big game. Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas had, had 180 game. yards. Like if you had anybody from the Saints this past week in fantasy, you were looking good. Yeah. And I mean Deshaun Jackson, he ended up getting hurt. Dude, Mike but Evans he was, played well. Yeah, I mean, well, that game was forty-four to forty-one. I think like yeah. that was just who could run faster. Was down there the was field. no defense whatsoever. Um, yeah, Joe Mixon. I said something about he he played well his first game. Yeah, and the Bengals like that game was a close game with the Colts. I mean, they came back and won, and I, uh, AJ Green went deep. They got him for a deep ball. So it's like. It's it's the same guys. Now Julio didn't get going. He was one guy that No, Julio did get going. He just didn't get a touchdown. Right. Yes. He didn't get a touchdown. I mean, he, had, he would have scored like a, a million points. I was say he had what, like 170 lot. yards yeah. receiving? Dude, like, get out of here with that. Well, and that's the thing. Like, that's the problem with Atlanta, though, is they <laughs> he can't should have had like two hundred and fifty. They can't score. They, one back. they can't score. They can't score, period. The red zone, their red zone percentage is probably about the worst in the league, I would say. This beer's the worst so, in the league. But they uh <laughs> It was funny because so the Eagles knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Right. Okay. This year, the uh, Falcons come in first series, get it down to like the goal line. Yep. Can't score. 
Guess who's not in the freaking game, though? Yep. If I was a Julio owner, I'd be pissed. Well, and you notice the second time they got in the red zone, they did put him in yeah, the game. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but just they just and they to, should have kicked the field goal. To be but honest, with their you offense the is a lot better when they're not trying to feed him. Yeah. Just, just FYI. I mean, they got him the ball like a ton. He didn't get a touchdown, but who's your uh, every every time the ball's going to him, Scott? Since you're the only one in this room that didn't win their fantasy game, who was your biggest loser this year or this week? Sorry, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, hundred percent for you. He was my one, second pick. One catch, six yards. Yeah, yeah. It was it was terrible. Like I was astounded. Like you know, with, with a different quarterback situation, I expected maybe a drop. Yeah, but here's the Patrick thing. Mahomes but was the like, winner, baby. Patrick <laughs> yeah. Mahomes went nuts. I I just think they ran out of people to throw to. Well, Tyree Kill had the game too. Yeah, like, I mean, there is a bunch of like, I mean, Cream Hunt. You look at that game, Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt owners are probably pissed, all up in arms. Yeah, they'll get happy though. There's a lot of questions I feel like for some owners after week one, but yeah, I mean, there's always a lot of questions after week one of NFL. I mean, especially we had a tie, like, uh, you know, I, I thought yeah. that we all thought that game would probably be a uh, well. Besides Browns fans, yeah, besides Browns fans. Um, anyway, uh, let's do a little preview. Uh, the matchups coming up this week. Uh, we each picked a game um, of an upcoming matchup for week two. Uh, and I'm going to start us off, um, talk about the Vikings and the Green Bay Packers uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock. Um, That'll be a good game. This is going to be a great game, you know, a classic matchup. Um, I think Kirk Cousins this season uh, has a lot of new weapons in Minnesota, a lot of new weapons. He's got a lot of guys to throw to, um, and he's starting to build up a rapport with them. I think they're really, really going to test the Green Bay's defense there. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, again, he just isn't human. He's got a lot of new targets. You know, he's got random Randall Cobb, um, Geronimo Allison had a kind of a coming out party the first week. He's got Jimmy Graham. Um, but Minnesota's defense is tough too. And I think both ways, it's just going to be a knockdown drag out fight to the end of this game. And I think there's going to be a lot of action there. Yeah. So that is a green Bay right now. One point favorite to win that game. Um, that's another thing. Betting NFL is hard. Don't yeah. do that. But, um, <laughs> All right. So who are you taking? Who am I taking? I'm taking the Vikings. In You're this taking matchup. the Vikings. I'm taking the no Vikings. matter what. No matter even what. Even if Rodgers plays. Even if Rodgers plays, I'm Vikings. taking them. Yeah, Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Oh man. So I actually am going to just touch on two quick games on both 0 and 1 teams. I think these are going to be huge games because loser obviously can't. They're just going to be fighting an uphill battle all year. Cowboys play the Giants. That's 8:20 Eastern. Uh, NBC, that's going to be the Sunday night game. I think that's going to be a huge game because that's a division game. You start 1-1 and or you start 0-2. That could be a difference. In the other game, the Lions versus the 49ers, both teams 0-1. They need to make a statement. Will Matthew Stafford come back? Jimmy Garoppolo needs to get his things together. Um, They're out in San Francisco. I don't like it for the Lions. I feel like you start 0-2, you start chirping. But I got – I'll take uh, San Francisco – and I'm going to take Giants on the road. Oh, man. Ah, those are tough games. Toilet bowl games. Toilet bowl games. They are, I'm but... With, I'm with you on San Francisco for that. And all you Cowboys fans out the... there, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, What's your game? I'm going to take the uh, last year AFC Championship game, Jags versus Pats. Ooh, I um, love it. Yeah. This is also a one-point game favorite game for new england it's in jacksonville though um maybe some hurricane implications maybe 
I ooh, that's it, that so, is Sunday. so you could that's throw. True. Yeah, I mean, gonna be wet. Possibly, also, some so. possible Leonard Fournette implications. Yep, but I do like the TJ Yeldon backup. Yep. Um, I think a lot of people probably slept on him. Um, I'm taking the Jags. You know, I uh, I like the Jags in this game too. Um, regardless of whether or not Fournette's back, uh, Yeldon is. Just as good, in this my is, opinion. Yeah. Shut up. That's stupid. You don't say that. 100%. He's not just as good. He's, he's not good. like right up the Come middle, on, but stop. he's like, he's a different. He's look a different at he's a different type. Of, he brings a different style of game. Right. But on the same hand, Bill faced him in the AFC Championship game last year, so they're yes. going to be ready for Yeldon. They haven't, I think, seen Fournette because Fournette went out last year too. That's true. Don't so, overthink it, Patriots. Don't overthink. <laughs> right. So, but speaking of the hurricane, there's college football games like two. Coming up, besides the Buckeye game on Saturday, which we'll cover with Tony coming up, um, LSU plays Auburn. That's about the only game in the SEC. That's a three thirty game on CBS. Uh, Joe Burrow, who you like? I'm taking Auburn by two or three touchdowns. Um, Joe Burrow, I don't. Th- his passer percentage is like forty two percent. Hey, he manages the game well pre snap, but once that ball snapped, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm not taking I mean, him. I, I got LSU in a close one. He was really, yeah. He was third string at Ohio State for a reason. Uh, and and Buckeyes play in TCU. It I feel like it's going to be a game. All right. Well, let's find out uh, what Tony Gerdeman, senior writer at Ozone.net, who covers Ohio State football and basketball. Let's get him on the phone. And see what he has to say about this matchup this week for them Buckeyes. Okay, so we're going to welcome in uh, Tony Gerdeman. He is the senior writer over at Ozone.net. Tony, how are we doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How are you fellas doing? Hey, we're good. doing good. We're doing good. So uh, Buckeyes, they are uh, coming off two huge games, two huge wins. Um, TCU this week in Texas. What do you think uh, TCU, TCU offense is supposed to be fast? Well, yeah, that's what they that's what they keep saying, and they definitely have uh, fast receivers and some talented running backs. Quarterback Sean Robinson is a guy who who is shifty. Uh, we talked to Jeff Okuda on Tuesday because a lot of these guys have played against Sean Robinson in Texas. Ohio State actually recruited Sean Robinson, but yeah. um, you know, he was asked, "Is Sean Robinson more like uh, is he kind of like JT Barrett?" And he said, "No, he's more." Faster than JT and shiftier than JT, so he's a more serious running threat, uh, more of a, a big play guy. So um, he may not be the fastest guy, but I mean, if he's a four six five quarterback uh, running in open field when you've got half of your defense turned with their backs towards him, I mean, that's fast enough. So yeah, there's definitely some speed on the field, but you know, rarely is Ohio State going to be the second fastest team on a football field. I mean, I can't. I can't imagine on turf that we are slower than uh, TCU, but um, I, I just can't see it. Our, our The offensive line, though, I do want to kind of move to this. Our offensive line is so much bigger, and they got to be stronger. We should be able to run at will, correct? Well, that's something that I was I was asking uh, one of the TCU beat writers. I sent him some questions, and that's that's one of the things I was curious about as well because – uh, you know, TCU's defensive ends are 249 and about 235. One's a converted linebacker, was a starting linebacker last year. The defensive tackles are like 280, 290. 
the linebackers are all, you know, 205 to 215. So you would think, and they play a, a 425, so they bring a safety down. Uh, you would think that Ohio State would be able to just overpower them. But, you know, there's, there's always a method to Gary Patterson's madness. But the key, I think, will be, you know, things might not be easy going in the first quarter, but with the, the pace that Ohio State plays with and the strength of that offensive line, they generally wear everybody out. Plus the one, I mean, they got, you know, the one-two punch with Dobbins and Weber. So they they just got too many guys there. But does that open it up then for Haskins? It has to. Yeah, it definitely will. And the thing is, TCU is going to set out to stop the run first. Right. So they're going to, you know, load the box. And I don't think Ohio State has a problem with that. They may have had a problem with it in the past. Now you're just inviting Dwayne Haskins and Johnny Dixon and Terry McLaurin and Austin Mack and Paris Campbell and all these guys to, you know, run against man coverage. And that's what they, you know, want to see. So Ryan Day, Kevin Wilson, they'll be fine with it. If they have to pass to, to run, you know, I, that's right in Ohio State's wheelhouse right now. Very few teams, no team is competing, completing more passes, a higher percentage than Ohio State right now in the nation. So, you know, after we saw what they could do in the rain last week, they're going to have perfect conditions this week. And if, if TCU is wanting them to pass, they'll be happy to do so. Yeah, so, and that brings me kind of to my next question. I mean, uh, we've seen we've seen both quarterbacks. As the season progresses, how much should we expect to see Tate? Um, you know, I, I, feel like, I feel like he comes in, he plays well, but it's coming in kind of in garbage time. Now, TCU, he might not get in the game, but do you think, how many series do you think he'll play? Yeah, that's a question I had, I, we had on our podcast this week as well because, you know, he's played in the first half against Oregon State and Rutgers, but that's Oregon State and Rutgers. You know, the plan was to play him. Now, Ryan Day says the plan is to play him always, you know, but I would, you know, I'm right now I would be surprised if he plays while this game is still in doubt, meaning, you know, in the first half, unless they're up, you know, four touchdowns or whatever. I, I don't see it being like the fifth series like he always comes in. Ryan Day said that's not – that's not Tate Martell's series, even though he's come in on the fifth series, the first two games. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be surprised if he plays. And if he does play, that means they have the uh, so much confidence in him, which would, um, you know, I guess be pretty cool for Buckeye fans. Yeah, that kind of – so do you think if uh, Heskins ever starts out a game kind of struggling, do you think that they ever go to him kind of to switch it up, or do they kind of let Haskins run the show – and uh, Tate kind of comes in as Ohio State's kind of feeling comfortable up a couple scores, or do you think he? I mean, he's for. I mean, obviously he's for real, but you gotta you gotta stick with Haskins, right? Yeah, I don't think they would ever take him out. As um, you know, sometimes coaches just take out the starter, you know, after some mistakes, so that they can get a look at a series with another quarterback out there. I don't think they would do that with Dwayne. I think they want him to power through and overcome adversity. You know, he hasn't done that yet. So until he does that, you want him to, you know, just see that, yeah, you threw an interception here. You've thrown two interceptions and back-to-back drives, but you're going to power through and you're going to bounce back and we're going to go back to you. That way they have the, that way he has an experience of overcoming poor play and, and not letting it get to him. If he throws a couple of interceptions and then you bring Tate Martell in, you know, now, now you've got, you know, maybe you've got him thinking, and you don't want right, him right, to I be agree. questioning anything. You know, look at the 2015 with the quarterbacks there. You know, Cardale Jones was always looking over his shoulder. JT Barrett was trying to be Cardale Jones. So right. you got to stick with Dwayne Haskins and, and let him power through. 
I totally agree with that. Uh, the stat I found very interesting today, you tweeted it out. 11 different Buckeyes have scored a TD in 2018 already in only two games. That is two more than the entire 2015 Buckeye team. That is nuts. That is a stat. Yeah, it, it, the, uh, it, it's 10 offensive players because um, 11 different Buckeyes have scored this year. That's the same number in 2015. But three of those guys in 2015 were defensive players. One guy this year is a defensive player. So, yeah, they've already had two more offensive players score touchdowns this season. And, you, you know, you got two freshman running backs. you got Tate Martell. And that doesn't even include – I mean, there's so many more guys who are going to score at some point this season with Dwayne Haskins, Austin Mack, Ben Victor, uh, K.J. Hill – so I mean, they, you know, the tight end, uh, you know, Jeremy Rucker, and, and so there's going to be more guys scoring. Uh, I think the school record, you know, I've done some research on that a couple of years ago. It's like 18 or 19 different guys. So that's always a fun one to watch as it gets down to the end of the season to see if they can match that number. And there's there's a lot of guys on this team who can get up there, and you know, there's still going to be a couple of defensive scores probably yet this year too. So I want to hear your thoughts on ESPN staying away from uh, Jerry's World, going to TCU. 20 minutes away, I feel like they're afraid of Buckeye fans, and rightfully so. I would not want – I mean, Buckeye fans are probably going to still show up there. What, 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 do you th- what do you think of that? I mean, what, like, what does that tell you? Well, I, I can look at it from ESPN's perspective and say that nobody's going to be at Jerry World at you know 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning. True. What you know, so I, I could see them thinking the easier crowd is campus, which is true, and and I also think that you know they, they would not want to invite Ohio State fans to you know voice their displeasure at, at you know their um, operations and, and coverage. But <laughs> I think just I can give them the benefit of the doubt, but it's still kind of um, cheap that you know, TCU sells the game basically and then still gets the benefit of of, of game day. Yeah, the problem is they can party all they want in TCU. They're they're going to be partying in Dallas, and those are going to be Buckeye fans. And by the time the game starts, it's going to be. I, I think it. I think it could get out of hand, but um, I'm I'm I can't wait to see TC what TCU does. What do you What do you got for the score this weekend? You know, I I, I don't even know yet. I I would not be surprised to see Ohio State in the in the forties and TCU in the twenties or you know somewhere in there. I haven't. I haven't gotten that far yet. I do expect Ohio State to win, and um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's two, three touchdowns. But then, you know, we only think we know how good Ohio State is. This is the measuring stick game, so you know, we're we're not necessarily flying blind because we've two, seen two games, but they're not against good opponents. Right. Um, so you know, we may be completely misled, and, and TCU comes out, who has also played two very poor opponents. Uh, so this is a measuring stick for both teams, and I, I think that's one of the things that makes it exciting is because we'll learn more about Ohio State this week, a lot more. So um, just a question on that. If Ohio State does fall behind, who do you think the leader was going to be, you know, to take over the offense or the defense and pep them up? Well, it has to be your quarterback. You know, Dwayne Haskins has to be involved there, and he's grown as a leader. But you've got three captains at you know at receiver those guys are always involved and and the team listens to those guys you know, defensively if you don't if you're not going to listen to Nick Bosa and, and Tough Borland then uh, yeah you don't deserve to be wearing the scarlet gray so I, I think for everybody for me that's that's what I, I want to see how this team reacts before I'm able to buy completely in 
know, what happens if Dwayne Haskins opens up with a pick six and TCU right. is up 14 nothing in the first quarter? You know, how does he react as a starting quarterback? You know, he's had some adversity you know, at the Michigan game, but he's never been down 14 nothing like other starting quarterbacks. So right. does he push, does he force things, or does he just remain as calm as we've always seen him? Yeah, and that's kind of the scary thing because we've seen him calm. So, I, I you know, we got to see him under pressure. I mean, he came in the Michigan game last year, and he, I mean, he earned all the Buckeye fans' confidence going into this year, and he's lived up to it. Uh, biggest game probably of his life. Well, Michigan game was probably bigger, but this is one of the biggest games of his life. I, I, I expect him to come to play. I mean, he's got playmakers everywhere. Just get the ball out. I can't wait to see it, but hey, I do. I do got uh, one more question for you. Um, Big Ten, they're they're kind of looking a little suspect, in my opinion, off the start. Uh, Penn State with the Appalachian, Michigan State the first week against Utah State, and then they get beat in a kind of a trap game. Do you like the way that the Big Ten is kind of like easing into it, or do you think that like we should be killing teams? The, it seems like the Big Ten always eases into it. You know, Michigan State always has a a rough first game, first couple of games. You know, they'll open up with Western Michigan on a Friday a couple of years ago, and it's ugly for four quarters. And uh, you know, Michigan opening up at Notre Dame. I mean, that's that's a game that a lot of teams would lose in, in their first week out. Penn State, you know, I, I think they were just overlooking. Appalachian do you State. ever schedule? Do you ever schedule Appalachian State Week One? Uh, not on any sort of anniversary of the 2007 game. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you don't do that. Well, Tony, hey, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, go check him out on Twitter. Throw out your Twitter handle. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Tony Gerdeman. I'm there about 20 hours a day. He's there about 20 hours a day. Find him on Ozone.net. Uh, he writes the blogs, does a couple podcasts. Um, podcasts are really good. Check him out. Tony, we appreciate you joining us. Yep, you guys have a good night. All right, uh, big shout-out to him for joining us. Uh, Buckeyes, 8.30. I can't wait. I mean, Buckeye football has just jacked me up. Then you got NFL starting. Everything is just starting to fall in place in our lives, I feel like. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, I I would absolutely agree. And this is going to be the game that is going to – really be the proving ground for the Buckeyes at this point in the season you know well it's the first big test I mean you gotta you got a big test without urban too you know we talked about that already but yeah well let's get to the uh let's get to the end of this show it's uh money's funnies money's got something funny for us obviously all right this one's coming to you from the big town of Grover Hill where all we have is a four-way stop and a couple gas stations well one two but the other one's cash only. I wouldn't yeah. describe that as a gas but, station. But the funny, the money's funny does come from you for in and in quick stop. They always have some uh, great life advice out on their billboard. <laughs> That's uh, my one joy when I go back home. But that is true. Uh, their uh, their joke, I guess, that I found funny. Mon- money's funny. Money's funny. So, <laughs> what do you call somebody that doesn't fart in public? What do you call somebody that doesn't fart in public? A private tutor. <laughs> but no. All right. Uh, NNN does do always a great job of uh, I mean, putting that is... some funny stuff out on their billboards. Money's got dad jokes. And yeah, I, uh, of course, have 
just the dumbest sense of humor. So, but yeah, if you so ever, my wife do, tells me every day, if you drive through the big town of GH, and stop at the N and N Quick Stop and take a look. Hey, no free ads. No free. Ads. No free. Ads. <laughs> but I do real quick. Do want to give a shout out. Um, I didn't know if anybody saw our tweet. Um, one of our good buddies, his father is uh, going through some stuff right now. Uh, Ron Strong here, so yeah, we're Ron Strong for uh, sure. Ron Strong, definitely give them a prayer and uh, yeah, love you, Ronnie. 